Welcome to Pridescape, the official podcast of Pride Northwest, home of the annual Portland Pride Waterfront Festival and Parade, and much more. Each month, we will be bringing you the latest Pride Northwest updates and important news and information affecting Oregon and Southwest Washington's LGBTQ community. To learn more about Pride Northwest, visit our website at pridenw.org. And now your host and executive director of Pride Northwest, Deborah Porta. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Pridescape. Pride 2021 is now behind us, and what a time it was. Oh, my gosh. For the second year in a row, COVID forced the cancellation of the traditional Portland Pride Waterfront Festival and Parade, as you know. But, as you also know, at least I hope, Pride will always happen. It just may look different, and this year was was definitely different. This year, uh, a couple of big highlights. We recorded and broadcast the Portland Pride Parade virtually. You can find that recording up on our YouTube channel, for those who haven't seen it yet. It was so much fun. We recorded it at the Portland International Raceway. And, you know, we know that nothing can replace the incredible energy of a live Portland Pride Parade when all tens of thousands of us are down in the middle of downtown in the streets all together. You just can't replace that. And, and we knew we couldn't and we didn't try. But being able to bring our people together, even on this smaller scale, to record the parade was an amazing experience so many of us hadn't seen each other in what one to two years. It was like a it was like a family reunion that day, um, and it was a lot of fun. It was hot, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, in addition, we and we, this was so much fun. We partnered with the directors of the of QDoc, the Portland Queer Documentary Festival, for our first ever Pride Picks was a the only in-person event that we did it was an outdoor mini film festival molly and deb king who are the producers of q excuse me the directors of qdoc um are just such a joy to work with it was it was our first collaboration and i know that we're all excited about working together in the future and uh and hopefully honestly making pride picks we're looking at making pride picks an annual thing it was it was just a lot of fun, a lot of great community. Um, we headed out at Zydell Yards, which is a new event space down on the South Waterfront, and it was it, it's an amazing space. It's state of the art. It was great. Uh, so we're looking forward to being able to do that again. And on top of those two big events, we are you know we're so grateful in this time of COVID to be able to continue some long-time collaborations with, um, you know, with the Drag Brunch, the Portland Gay Men's Chorus, and the Pride Concert. Resonance Ensemble had an amazing world premiere this year. Um, you know, the AARP and SAGE had a great event. There were just so many things happening in June. People really, even though not all of us knew that, that we wouldn't be able to, to hold our traditional events, there was just so much creativity happening across the community about about how to bring people together, whether it was some version of in-person or, um, or virtual. There was definitely a lot of virtual. You know, and as, as several of us, as with any large undertaking, there are definitely ups and downs. There are a lot of, um, 
you know, a lot of a lot of this is new for for some of us. We're so used to these big in-person events. This virtual thing is is pretty complicated sometimes. But you know, the joy and the community that we saw expressed across all of June was was just amazing and was totally worth all of those ups and downs. Um, as listeners may know, Pride Northwest is sponsoring and co-producing Portland's first public works LGBTQ plus art mural. Never look away. It, it is a huge outdoor mural. It's across the side of this massive building in the middle of downtown. It's right off of uh, Broadway and Davis, right across from the old Embers, uh, for folks who remember Embers. We are... We're so excited and honored to bring this beautiful art honoring our community to Portland. You can, it's, it's close to being complete. This is uh, sort of a quick update. By the time you're listening to this, the mural may very well be complete or, or within a few days. Um, we're planning, we're planning a celebration. You know, we, we don't get to forget that COVID is still happening and that leaves a lot of things up in the air. It makes planning a really interesting experience. Um, but we'll keep you updated on, on that as we move along. If, you would, uh, if you'd like to support the production and the educational tools that are being planned around the mural, you can go to prideinw.org forward slash never look away and uh, contribute whatever you can. This is the greatest reason that Pride Northwest got involved in this project was to ensure that the community's mural had the community's name on it. Um, it is a it is definitely a community effort and and we're excited about making it happen and we hope that you can support us in bringing this to fruition. And now I'd like to welcome Portland writer Patricia J. Gallegos, whose debut young adult fantasy LGBTQIA novel, The View from My Window, is out now. Welcome, Patricia. Let's start at the beginning. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and your background? I know myself, I'm especially interested in your path to becoming an author at this point in your career, whatever that career encompasses. So kind of like, uh, tell us about who you are. I actually was published for the first time as an illustrator back when I was 18. So um, a little bit of publishing and not a whole lot of exposure. It was a, a small publishing company in Washington State, and uh, they needed an illustrator. And somebody that was working on the project saw some work that I had at home at that time at my parents' home that was done in stained glass. And they asked if I could do something like that on paper. And uh, so I, I got involved in, in this publication. It was really, really fun. So um, I've always kind of done writing, but not for really anybody else. And then um, I'm sorry for my cat. <laughs> I should probably let her out. <clears throat> but uh, as far as writing for publication, I had never really considered it other than like um, writing for a medical journal or something like that. So are you from Oregon? Are you uh, 
an Oregonian, as they say? I'm not a native-born Oregonian, but I am a native-born Pacific Northwester. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, I was born in Montana and kind of grew up in Washington, had a little bit of Nevada thrown in there. Mm -hmm. So, um, ultimately ending here in Portland, and this is probably going to be my forever home. Well, it's kind of, I'm originally from, this is always interesting to me as to who's from here and who's not. I, I moved here from Texas back in 97 and, uh, uh, Oregonians tend to be very proud of being from Oregon. So I'm always interested in, in, in who's not from here and, and how folks ended up in this place. So your new book, the view from my window is described as, a young adult fantasy LGBTQIA novel. Um, and in preparation for this conversation, obviously I've been doing a little bit of research. The publisher sent me some information and it's really clear that your, that your background and your lived experiences have very much influenced uh, and maybe the better word is inspired this book, um, particularly the characters themselves. Can you can you share some insight into how your your lived experiences show up in this story and and why this genre, actually? So um, I am currently a doctor of acupuncture and oriental medicine. So mm -hmm. I've been practicing Chinese medicine for pretty close to 20 years now. Um, Prior to that, I was a nationally certified sign language interpreter. So those two careers actually make me a pretty, a pretty good observer. So right. observer of human nature, observer of perhaps posture, expressions. And so I use a lot of my ability to observe in the book and in um, – the narrative. So I'm explaining and describing the background and hopefully someone that's blind can envision it or someone that's deaf can actually hear it. Oh, okay. Um, so working with people that have disabilities, of course, that's something that I take into consideration is accessibility for everyone. And so this is why I wrote the book the way that I did with such um, description. And the character, the main character, Willow, is I'm sure the one that a lot of people would think is is me writing about myself. And mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, there's a lot of me in her, but she's certainly not me. I, I wish I was as good a person as Willow is, um, but but she's a very astute observer and and she's very good with her patients and she takes the time to explain things to her patients so that there isn't as much of a fear factor. And so again, this is, this is how I practice medicine. This is how I teach medicine. And so that's how you will see me reflected in the book and how you will see me reflected in the character Willow. So I, I kind of want to focus in a little bit on, on why this genre, the young adult as they call it, um, you know, pride has a, a reputation for being a pretty adult space. Uh, something that pride Northwest we're very keenly aware of. We spend a significant amount of our focus on building community with our young people and building what we hope will be a network for them. 
as they grow older. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that caught my attention in, in preparing for this conversation is, you know, I read where you spoke a bit about your hope that this story and the story of Willow helps to build a community of support for LGBTQI young people. What does, what does community look like to you? And, and what inspiration do you think, hope, uh, that folks take away from this story? Well, community and, and working with our, our youth, I know that going through my youth and, and being someone that was questioning at the time, I didn't feel like there was a place for me to go. And I mm-hmm. didn't feel like there were grownups that really I knew even how to connect with. Right. And there's still a lot of young people today that unfortunately get into a place where they're questioning, but they're afraid to really be themselves. And I'm hoping that they can see that the main character, Willow, is kind of questioning, am I even allowed to experience love, let alone the kind of love I'm sort of feeling growing inside of me? Is that okay? Mm -hmm. And um, I provided her with wise guidance and I provided her with a community of strong women and really that's what I feel community is is finding your tribe and quite literally um, women tend to do that a lot they tend to be in circles doing things together yeah for the betterment of everyone and and so you'll see that reflected in the story as well without you know giving too much away there there are moments in time in the book where i have the women together um, sharing their power sharing their wisdom and certainly sharing support for each other and this is what I wanted to do for Willow as she was going through this really rough process of who am I and is this really okay? I'm a healer and I'm not just a healer. I'm a chosen one. So I'm very special and unique, which means, you know, I might be expected to be 100% dedicated to healing people and that's it. I didn't know that I actually had the right to reach out and express emotional love with someone other than, you know, healing love. So that, you know, it's my hope that if there's somebody that's on the edge, wondering, questioning, that they find that there is love and that there is support and and that they step away from the edge. And, and if it does that for just one, one LGBTQ, especially the questioning youth that we can we can save them and we can bring them into the fold and we can support them and and see them grow into amazing adults that's really really my hope my wish and my desire very nice very nice that's uh that drives a lot of people that i interact with daily is you as the author of this book and i'm assuming likely more to come um, what do you want readers to, how do you want readers to engage with you? All of this is amazing. Um, obviously things I haven't thought about, so I'm not sure exactly how to approach the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tend to be 
a person who cares deeply and I tend to be a person who, like I said, I, I'm a, a pretty rich observer and a pretty, I, I tend to want to sit in the corner and, and observe more than mm-hmm. participate. Right. And uh, then I can offer, after I've had a moment to absorb and observe, I can offer what I have to the community. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of do that in the medicine that I practice and in the medicine as I teach it. And I feel like that's what I can contribute to our community as well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do I do have a, a social group that I, I spend considerable time with. But again, I feel like I'm not the loud one in the front of the in the front of the row I'm very grateful for those people who are advocates I tend to be someone that that doesn't tend to advocate and I feel like I'm kind of advocating for those of us that are quiet observers and and not so um, front line or cutting edge I tend to want to say hooray for all of us I'm the one that's in the back of the room giving thanks for those that that uh, led the way and blazed the trails so I'm not necessarily a trailblazer on on the large scale but I think that's just what this book is is my contribution to the community from my quiet space rather than being out front that that makes sense because it's we've we have a lot of these conversations ourselves uh, partly because of you know, there's pride is a very visible thing. Uh, I personally am not a, a, an incredibly outgoing person. Pride has made me have to be outgoing. Uh, and then just looking and learning about the people in our community and those people, like you're talking about trailblazers and all of those and recognizing how like they're all just regular people. Yes. You know, you, you writing this book and you doing, the work that you do in supporting people's health and their welfare, those are, those aren't any less, you know, those are hugely impactful things. You know, we've, I've seen you know, just thinking of pride as, as the big party, so to speak, I've seen the look on young people's faces when they go to pride for the first time. And I can see the fact that they're probably actually going to make it through to the next year because they have found a space to be in. Um, and, you know, something like this kind of book where our young people can see themselves in it um, is I think hugely impactful. That's one of the reasons that when, when y'all reached out to us, I really wanted to, to a meet you and, and to start this conversation because this is the kind of stuff that I know I didn't grow up with. Right. I know that I've lost people who didn't grow up with these pictures, you know, and these, these uh, being able to see ourselves existing. Right. Um, Right. So this is, I think this is a big deal, honestly. You know, well, thank you I'm, for that. Sure. Well, that's um, I. I look forward to to seeing what the next story is. You know. Oh. <laughs> um. Could you? Well, you know. There's always now that you've written one, everybody wants to know what the next one's going to be. Um. 
people are using the sequel word you know they want to they want to see if there's going to be a sequel for this story yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah but i'm with you and i i think you hear what it is that i'm saying about um helping our youth to to see themselves in the heroes Mm -hmm. and this is why i've made willow She's kind of a reluctant hero, but she wants to overcome a lot of the oppression that she and her people are experiencing. And right. so she's not somebody that that necessarily is a um, maybe one of the cutting edge advocates, but she's going in and going about it and doing it in the best way that she can with her set of tools. And I feel yep. like... Um, Yes, in my daily life, that's what I do as well. Um, I do have students that do fall into the LGBTQIA family, and mm-hmm. I try to be a really good example for them. And, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not somebody that feels like I need to be um, over the top and overt, but I do, I am just myself and I let people know that no matter where they are in in life and no matter where they are in their venture to find themselves in the LGBTQIA world, I, I feel like it's it's important to recognize that we all can be different. We can be ourselves and and we we can wear that hat no matter which way it fits on our head, if we want it jaunty, if we want it straight on, um, if we want it backward, that's okay. And and so I, I just try to be as supportive as I possibly can to all of our students, even those that, that are not, and that do not fall into the LGBTQIA. I just want everybody to know that there's a place for everyone. So. Um, well said. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so with, um, with COVID lifting, hopefully, um, where, how do people find you? How do people, A, how do people find the book and how do people follow you and, and your future endeavors and all of that? Well, the book is, is actually pretty readily available online. Okay. So, um, you can find it on Amazon, mm-hmm. and you can find it on Barnes and Noble. My favorite place to send people is IndieBound, so it's I N D I E B O U N D, all one word, because they support independent authors, independent publishers, and independent bookstores. And so, okay. when you look online with IndieBound, they will say, here's a list of your favorite independent bookstores and um, you can order it and then it'll be delivered to your hometown bookstore. Um, For those people that live in Corvallis and um, Salem, there's a bookstore there called The Book Bin and it's available on the shelves there. I believe that's the only... um, brick and mortar place that it's available otherwise it is ordered online and it comes to you as soon as they print it for you right on right on um are you going to be doing any um i don't know appearances signings storytellings that that stuff that authors do (laughs) 
Um, I've been working with with the people that actually reached out to you mm-hmm. to do a book boost, and you are part of that process for me is actually getting to know what it is to be on a podcast. So um, you are my my first experience with this. So thank you for making it a comfortable process. Um, so I've done a book reading online, and that's something that I'm open to doing again if if we get enough people that are interested in, in sitting through maybe a chapter or two and uh, doing a question and answer. So I've done some of that. It's a little challenging with, as you say, with COVID still kind of being present. Um, I've also... I've also done some book signings, and again, it's an interesting process when you have to keep social distance and oh yeah, and and all the things. But um, I have done a few a few things and a few activities, but uh, I feel like it's probably not as full bore as it would be if we were not in the in the midst of a pandemic. Right. Right. Yeah, that's kind of, that's pretty much, I think, everything. <laughs> we can't picture how busy we would have been for the last year and a half. Um, is there anything else that that you want to make sure we touch on or make sure we put out there for folks? I just, I can't emphasize enough that we just need to be ourselves wherever we are, whatever we're doing, we mm-hmm. just need to be ourselves. And I I really want our youth to think about that as they're going through life and finding themselves. And um, there is a place for you, no matter what path you walk. So. Very true. Absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you joining us today. Um and I'd honestly, I'd love to meet you at some point in person and, and have, and have further conversation. Um, I'm already thinking in my head around uh, our engagement with your, our young people later in this year. Um, we appreciate you being here and wish you all the best in, in this publication, as well as whatever else comes next. And um, we'll see you again. Well, Thank you so much for inviting me onto your show. Take care. Thank you. You too. Thank you for listening to Pridescape, the official podcast of Pride Northwest with executive director, podcast producer, and host, Deborah Porta. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information on what you heard here today and to support the work of Pride Northwest, go to pridenw.org. 